0: I'm going to read from Genesis 12, and uh, I'll start from uh, um, Genesis 12, 1. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to a land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Matthew 14 28 to 30. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got up, Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. I'll talk to you about this morning about um, he made a promise to you. God made a promise to you. Why are you still in the boat? He made a promise to you. Why are you still in the boat? He made a promise to you, why are you comfortable staying where you've been for the last 20 years? God made a promise to you, why did complacency become your friend? Why did convenience become the very thing that has held you back from the promise that he gave you? In Exodus 1 and 8, if you read the whole Bible, and I'll tell you that the children of Israel were going through a whole lot of stuff. There was stuff going on, and uh, um, um, there was oppression that was happening. And even though they were being oppressed, God still made a promise. That says it doesn't matter what you're going through. Where you're sitting today, God still makes promises. The promise that God makes for us, the promise that God has made for you, the promise of God for you is conditioned on movement because He's a God of movement. If God told you, I'm gonna make you great and you sat in your house and you prayed for 50 years that God will make you great, it's never gonna happen. If God told you, I'm gonna bless you with 11 kids and you never got married, The promise of God in your life is 100% dependent on the decisions and choices that you make to move towards God. Your movement towards God is what's going to release the miracle in your life. Your movement towards the purposes of God and the destiny that He has spoken over your life is what's going to change your history. So the promise to Abraham was conditioned on him, leaving what, what was familiar to him, and stepping out in faith. Your promise is the same, that there are things you've started, that there are things that have become your friends, They shouldn't be your friends. They are habits that have become who you are. It is good enough was never good for Jesus. He paid the highest price to eliminate good enough. God is a progressive God. He is a God of movement. He made a promise that required you to be a part of it. Your simple yes, somebody said, I think it was Pastor Kevin, your simple yes will change history. But your simple yes means movement. If you say yes and never move, you stay the same. And that is why some of us, struggle with the same things every day we have dealt with the same demons year after year season after season day after day we wake up in the morning the same stuff is hitting us year after year every moment we're going through the same thing is because you never moved you stayed there you cried out to Jesus but you never moved forward towards your destiny God God He's not a God of cycles. If you're stuck in a cycle this morning, I'll let you know that God was a God of season. He's always been about season. He's always been about movement. From glory to 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 glory. There comes a time in your life Where you have to refuse to be limited by the limitations that limit your friends and people around you. Where you refuse to be limited and defined by your past. Your destiny is not connected to your past. You can be different. You can do different. You can do better. You can work better. You can have victory. You have to come to a place where you can say from, your, from the depths of your belly that God, God, I trust you. I will be what you've called me to be. I'll do what you've called me to do. I'll go where you've called me to go. I will be who you've called me to be. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So God says this, he says, Abraham, go from your country, your people, your father's household to a land that I'll show you. He said, go, Jeremy, where? I don't know, to a land I'll show you. Get up and go, where? I don't know. Just go. Leave everything behind. Don't leave anything. Leave everything behind. Don't worry about anything. Just get up and go. Where? I don't know. <laughs> to a land that I will show you. This journey, journey with Jesus involves faith. In you to trust in a God who has been faithful in every generation in history. If you haven't read your Bible, I'll let you know this morning that when you read your Bible, you'll find that God never failed in any generation, in any time in history. He has been, 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 he has been. Faithful, in every generation <clears throat> so he says go I'm not sure where he's taking you he just says go where are you taking me God I don't know to a land that I'm going to show you just go it is unfamiliar but I know that you're with me. I don't know where I'm going, but I know that you're with me. I don't know where they go, what the goal looks like for me, but I know that if God be for me, who can be against me? I don't know what it looks like for me. I'm not sure what the future looks like, but I know who holds the future. His name is Jesus. I know who has called me my name. His name is Jesus. I know who holds the world and holds you in his own hands his name is Jesus so go where I don't know to a place that I'm going to show you this is what happened (coughs) this is what happened in this church before we were a church Many years ago, you've heard the story, and if you're new here, you'll hear it. But I'll tell you today that a man named Brent Bothwick, before he was Apostle Brent, before he was Pastor Brent, God told him, go. Where? I don't know. They just got on the boat. (laughs) But their simple obedience to the goal Made provision for all of us to participate and call ever with heaven this morning. That is how important your goal is. That history depends on your obedience. Your children depend on your obedience. Generations are changed because of your obedience. Families are restored because of your obedience. Because obedience was always better than sacrifice, but you had to obey. Am I helping anybody this morning? You're way too quiet. You're way too quiet. If you like something, if God is ministering to you, shout. It just I preach better when you're loud. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so God tells him, go, leave everything behind, and just come with me to a land I'll show you. God has given all of us a promise. I know that many of you have, work, have had numerous words spoken over your lives. I know many of you that God has given songs that still are in your hearts and yet to be put on paper. I know that many of you have business ideas that are going to transform our nation. They're going to transform our land. They're going to transform the world because I'll let you know that you're never supposed to be borrowers. You are always supposed to be lenders to the nations of the world. And I know that some of you are sitting in promises that are yet to be fulfilled. And I know that some of you are still wondering, God, when is my promise coming to come? God, when am I going to see my breakthrough? God, when is my miracle going to arrive? But yet you sit in a boat and your body is sinking and you're not moving. How is it that you can be so full of the promises of God in your life? How is it that we can be in a place where we see the goodness of God? All around us. How is it. That we can look around us. And see miracle. After miracle. After miracle. That God is changing lives. And God is altering destiny. How can we be. In a place like that. And find ourselves. Sitting in a boat. That is sinking. We. We. Cannot blame God for what has not happened if we stayed in a boat that was sinking. If we stayed in a boat that was sinking because I was familiar with that. That was my sweet spot. This is my go-to. I gossip when I get mad. This is what I do. It's just who I am. And your body is sinking. And the longer you stay in it, and the deeper it sinks, and the harder it is to get out of it. And the longer you stay, the more planted it becomes. And the longer you stay... The more you start to think that your normal is God's normal. But your normal is not God's normal. God's normal is God's normal. And the more you stay in it, the more you start to co-labor with a kingdom that is not the kingdom of God. And the more you stay in it, the more you get confused. And so you spend your time talking about other people, offended at everybody, offended even at the flies that fly into your house. Why? Because you sit in a boat that is sinking and you are comfortable being there. I'll let you know this morning that there is incredible hope in Jesus. I'll let you know this morning that the God who made a promise to you he is able to keep his word because he's not a man that he should lie. What he has said, he will fulfill. What he has spoken will come to pass. He is God. He is God. He is God. <laughs> Are you ready to take a step of faith? This morning, and get on a journey with Jesus. Are you ready this morning to leave some things behind that you were supposed to leave behind? Some of you are hang on to friendships that you know you are supposed to let those friendships go. Because every time you are around those friends, I'll let you know you come back messed up. You were always supposed to call them higher. They were never supposed to call you lower. I want to talk about the pain of obedience. The Lord said. To Abraham, go from your country, leave your people and your father's household to a land I'll show you. It is hard to leave what has become familiar to you, it is hard to leave the things behind that have become your comfort. There is pain in the journey of obedience. There is pain saying, God, I know it feels really good, but God, but God, God, I know I could go there and get my fix today, but God, but God, it is hard, it is hard to say no to the things that you're used to every day, but God, but God, (coughs) but God. God, but God, but God, but God. Abraham obeyed wholeheartedly. There was no plan B for him. The God for him meant everything that was familiar to him, everything he was used to, Everything that gave him comfort, his land, his father's uh, household, his neighbors, his family, uh, his community. Everything that meant something to him. He gave it up. And he went, where? I don't know. To a land that I'm going to show you. There was no safety net for Abraham. Just in case it didn't work out. And some of us have lived our lives in just in case it didn't work out. I'm going to go try you out just for a little bit. And just in case it didn't work out, I'll go to the Baptist church next door. And I'll try them out too. And just in case it didn't work out, that is not kingdom. That is There is no blessing in that. God said go where? I don't know. To a land I'm going to show you. When God shows you, when God shows up in your life, when God defines your your destiny, when God defines your destiny and your purpose, no devil in hell can alter the power of God in your life. There is no mistakes in heaven. There was never any mistake in how he made you, in how he created you. There was no mistakes. So when he said go, and the journey was painful. When you stepped out in faith, then the grace of God that passes understanding, it came to you. Grace came when you stepped out. Sitting on a boat, that is sinking because it's comfortable no grace everything that you need everything that i need to accomplish the call of god and the purpose of God to walk in the destiny and the plans that Jesus has ordained for you before the beginning of time. Because I'll let you know this morning, he also said about you, before you were formed in your mother's womb that I knew. you, And he made provision, the cross of Jesus Christ. Calvary made provision for you to walk In your purpose and your destiny. Calvary made provision for you to be who God called you to be. Everything you needed to be who God called you to be. He made provision. If he wanted you to be white, he made you white. If you wanted you to be black, I'm sure he made me black because he knew I had to be here this morning. If you wanted you to be Chinese, you are Chinese today. If God wanted you to be French, Bonjour, he would have made you French. If he wanted you to be Latino, Buenos Dios, he would have made you Latino. God has given you everything that you need to do what he's called you to do. But you're sitting in a boat that is sinking, holding on to your promises. And wondering when God is going to show up from heaven and carry you out. Walk. Walking looks like this. Just walk. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm walking. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm walking. The journey is long, I am tired, I am sick, I'm getting old, but I know God that the strength, your strength is my strength. When I am weak, you are strong in me, in Jesus' name. So I walk to my destiny and I walk. To my purpose. And I refuse to be denied. And I refuse to bend. And I refuse to bow. I walk because I know. Greater is he that is in me. Than he that is in the world. I walk because I know. He has prepared a place before me. In front of my enemies. I walk because I know that God. That I serve is faithful. And what he promised. He will deliver. That is just what he does. He always delivers. If God hasn't delivered for you and you have promises in your heart sitting on a boat that is sinking. It's time for us Not just talk about the goodness of God and sing about the goodness of God and dance about the goodness of God and gossip about the goodness of God, it's time for us. Individually and corporately. To see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. To see the goodness of God come into our homes. The goodness of God into our situations. The goodness of God into our environments. The goodness of God into our lives. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Because when you find yourself in a boat, that is where you wake up every morning, I'm just depressed. I'm not feeling it today. And every obstacle that you hit, it's like a tornado blew blew up in your house. Every day you are processing God. is such a difficult season. It's been so hard for me. I am not saying that we don't go through seasons that are hard. I'm just saying don't get stuck in a cycle and call it Jesus. Things have to change. It's hard and it's painful. And I'm sure Abraham experienced the same emotions because he left everything behind. You still have your family. I'm just saying leave your habits behind and let God be God in your life. I'm just saying, don't say, God, the the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and keep on wanting, and wanting, and never satisfied. I'm just saying, when you say, God is my shepherd, it means you relinquish all control over to Jesus. And that is how you get out of your boat. Giving all control to Jesus, because he was always supposed to be the master And your maker hes supposed to be the orator of the things that come out of your mouth. He's supposed to be the one that molds you and creates purpose in you. He's the one that's supposed to be the one that takes you as clay and molds you and makes you into a history maker. Into a person that changes destinies and releases life every place you go. He's the one that makes you. You don't make yourself. God made you. And your goal allows him to continue to shape you and to work with you. But you have to go and be obedient. Your obedience was always better than the price you pay staying in a boat. When you can see your whole city transformed. We say things like this. I know that God, my God, he can do exceedingly. And I know that my God, he can do abundantly. Yes, he can. Not in the boat. Exceedingly, abundantly, moving with Jesus. He's taking you every step of the way. I will never leave you or forsake you. What does that mean? I am with you always. I am with you always. I am with you always. Don't let the pain of the journey kill your dreams. Don't let the pain of the journey bring you to a place where you're comfortable. And you become complacent. And everything just becomes normal for you. This is just what we do. We wake up on Sunday morning. We go to church. And uh, Brother Chuck comes. And he brings incredible worship. And we just go home and we say, that was really incredible worship. And Pastor Brent, he preached. And it was amazing. My life has changed. But on Monday morning, you're still in your boat. Come on, man. Now that you're older, It's time to grow up. Now that you know better. It's time to grow up. Now that you've heard the truth. It's time to work in the truth. Now that you know there is freedom. It's time to embrace your freedom. So... If you leave this place today the same way you came, we have a problem. Because you shouldn't. Because when God comes with his word to transform your lives, it's up to you to participate in the miracle. Don't go home in the same boat you came in. Go home walking towards your promise and your destiny today. Because I can tell you this, But this is good, but real life begins when you're out those doors on Monday and on Tuesday and Wednesday. And when the lights go off and the doors shut, what do you do? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody just say something. Hallelujah. (laughs) Did you guys? Hallelujah. You're, You're a miracle. Your miracle means you have to be honest. It does mean you have to be honest. The promise that God gave you means you have to be honest about what's going on for you and what's happening for you and what's happening around you and in your life. In Matthew, here's an interaction that Jesus had with a blind man. Matthew 8, and it says, He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside to the village. When he had spit on him, he says, uh, spit on him uh, on the man's eyes and put his hands on him. Jesus asked him, Do you see anything? The man looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. And I think that sometimes that's where the story ends for us. And then we miss miss out on the biggest miracle of our lives. Because look at what happens next. Once more, Jesus put his hand on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Why? Because he was honest. And then sometimes that we come before God and we want to help God, don't help God. If it still hurts, just say still hurts so we can pray again. If that man would have told Jesus, I'm I, I look, it's pretty good. I can see trees and they look like man, I'm looking pretty good. He would have missed out on a miracle that changed history. We still talk about the same man because he was humble, because this man was honest with Jesus. If he had not been honest, his story would be different. Would you be honest with your God with God? concerning where you find yourself today. Where you are today is not where you're supposed to be next week. If you're the same person tomorrow as you are today and nothing has changed in your life, then there's something wrong when you see a psychologist. In Daniel, in Daniel three, there's a story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and all of you guys know this story and you know it so well. Um, 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 uh, they taught you in Sunday school and you have it memorized. And um, so we have these three men. I'll talk about this. Talk about the cost of obedience. We have these three men. And they come before a brutal king. This king has destroyed Jerusalem. He has violated their temple. He's done all kinds of stuff that were nasty. And everything, they prayed and went to God and said, God, hide us from this. This man went and did anyways. The temple was destroyed. They took out treasures from the temple. He destroyed their manhood. He made them eunuchs. He was a brutal king. And then these guys find themselves facing this man. I just want to tell you that when you read the story in its fullness and you understand the history before it and uh, uh, the, the history behind it, and you get to understand some of the struggles that they went through, they had every reason to be discouraged. They had every reason to be anxious. They had every reason to give up. They didn't have to step out of their boat. But what did they do? They came and they said, we will not bow. And the king says, I hear you right. They said, yes, we are not cautious. In declaring before you that we will not bow. We have full understanding concerning what we're telling you. We will not bow. We will bow only to worship our King, the Lord of Lords, and the King of Kings, and your gods. We will not bow. So <laughs> then he said, make the fire. Seven times hotter is in the Bible, and he made the fire seven times hotter. And they said, We will not bow. And he made the fire hotter again. And they said, What fire? <laughs> Don't you know that I've been in the fire? You came to a land and destroyed Jerusalem. You came to a temple and destroyed the temple. You took away treasures. We were in the fire. when During the pandemic, you were in the fire. When they shut our church down, we couldn't meet. We were in the fire. What fire? Don't you know that our God is a consuming fire? What fire? Their simple obedience changed history. So much so that they cut out and the king says, that is the God that we're going to worship. If we find anybody else worshiping any other God, but the God of Meshach, Shadrach, and Benegal, we will cut them to pieces and revival broke out. Come on. What? Fire. Yeah. What is your excuse? Why are you still sitting in the boat? What fire? You can be who God has called you to be. You can do what God has called you to do. You can go where God is sending you. And you can be everything that God has called you to be today. I'm going to finish up really quickly. The Bible says, um, um, I'm going to talk about the blessing of obedience. I'll make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. The reason why sometimes we get hung out and stuck in a cycle and don't move in the season is because we never left and collaborate with heaven. It's not just a pretty thing, it's a real thing. You can collaborate with heaven and change your environment. When God called Abraham, Abraham left everything behind. He did not try to explain why he shouldn't go. Because the go was, I don't know where I'm going to tell you. He just left. The blessing that comes after that, I will make you, was because he took a step of faith if he stayed behind there wasn't going to be I will make you it is the same for you today if you want the I will make you there has to be a stepping out on your behalf if you want the I will bless you you have to step out in faith if you want to I will make your name great it's on you He said, I'll bless you and I'll make your name great. I will bless you and I'll make your name great. This means... It doesn't matter what's happening for you when you step out in faith. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You are broke and you are tired. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You are discouraged. You are depressed. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You are sick in your body. I will bless you. I will make your name great. Your marriage is on the rocks. I will bless you. I will make your name great. Your relationship. They have fallen apart. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. I will bless you, and I, God, will make your name great. If you stay in the process, in the process, I will make you what an enemy intended for evil. God will turn around for good. Don't get stuck in the process. Don't get stuck on the board. Believe that the God that you serve, He is the only one that is able to do exceedingly, and He can do abundantly. He can do exceedingly and abundantly, exceedingly and abundantly. But you had to get out of your boat. He didn't say, I'll give you a title. He said, I'll make your name great. (laughs) And some of us come to church. This is the only place I know in the world where a title is super important. If I don't get a title, I get offended. God said, I'll make your name great. Abraham. Abraham. Moses. 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 Martha, Martha. He called them. They stepped out in faith. Then he put his destiny and his call on their lives. It wasn't about what came before them. Doctor so-and-so, pastor so-and-so, minister so-and-so. God just said, Jeremy, Jeremy. Chuck, Chuck. Sasha. Sasha, hear the voice of the Lord. He's calling you today. Becky, Becky. It was never about the title. It was about, and must always be about, legacy. And legacy is built on your faithfulness, not your title. When he said "Brand, Brent, he wasn't Apostle Brent, That came after God put his hand on him. After the goal, he became apostle brand. Don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in the names. In the titles. Martha, Martha, are you willing to serve while you're waiting for the blessing of God? You can only do that outside of the boat. You can't do that stuck in the boat. So this morning, I'm going to encourage all of us to determine in our hearts that everything about us will will become all of me for only him. All of me for only him. I'll tell you again. That God, the promises that God made to you, God wants to fulfill them. I'll tell you again this morning that every promise, every word that God has spoken over you, that God wants to fulfill those words in your life. That you can be who God has called you to be. Because Eddie, I'll tell you, You need to be the best Eddie that ever walked this planet. Nobody else can be you the way you can be you. And I'll tell you again, this blessing of God is a sure thing. When God makes a promise to you, it's a sure thing. God does not go back on his word. What he promised, he will deliver. The word of God never comes back void. When it's released, it has to fulfill the promise and the mandate that it was intended for. So God wants to reach you this morning. That God wants to touch you today. That there's a promise for you that only Jesus can fulfill in your life. That you know it's been hard for you. But God said while you wait for your promise to come. You're still waiting. And the still waiting means thank you, Chris. You are amazing. I just bless you. Thank you for the blessing that you've been to me. Thank you for how you steward our children's ministries. The sacrifice that you make every day. You don't get to be up here every day. But you sacrifice every day. And you go downstairs. And you build a generation that is going to change this world. You build, the investor in the future church. I thank you. That is what waiting, when you're waiting, looks like. I bless you, Doreen. I know that you are called for such a time as this. That God's mantle is on your life. He was with you. He will go for you. He's before you. God is with you. Waiting while you're waiting for the miracle of God to come in your life. It just means, Nancy, I heard you're moving next week. Can I come help you? That is what it looks like. It looks like this, Bob. I know it's been tough for you. I know the season has been hard for you. I know you wake up every morning and you come to church. And I know that your husband that you love so much stays home. But you really want him to be here. I'm going to partner with you. I'm going to believe with you that the power of the living God who touch John right now in the name of Jesus. That restoration will come to him right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every chain broken in Jesus' name. Why are you waiting, you're not waiting. And mom, there are things that God put in your life. And you've stayed in the same cycle. In the same corner. Year after year. You battle the same demons. Today we pray in the name of Jesus. Every demonic activity be broken of your life. In Jesus name. The promise of God is a sure thing for you. Word card has promised you he will deliver if you have been in the boat and you have been in the boat too long I am going to ask you this morning The sound of my voice right now to make a prophetic declaration and get off your seats and come here. I'm gonna invite the ministry team and I'm asking you today don't go home the same way you came here, don't go home the same way you came here. That would just be wrong. So, in the name of Jesus, if God has given you a word, if God has promised you something and you're yet to see it come to fruition, here's your opportunity. I welcome you here at the front and we're going to pray. We're going to trust God. We're going to trust God today that God is going to do what he said he will do in Jesus' name.